Hey guys, welcome to another episode of True Crimes and Weird Times. I'm Kim, and Ashley can't be here today, so sorry everyone, it's a Just Kim episode. Today I'm going to be telling you about the Hello Kitty murder, a disturbing case that happened in China in the late 90s and was so brutal and awful that it made headlines all across the world. In May of 1999, a 14-year-old girl walked into a Hong Kong police station and told officers that she was being haunted by a young woman. Obviously, police brushed it off as over-imagination or, you know, just nightmares from a kid. But then she told them something that got their attention. She told the police that the young woman was haunting her because she had helped torture and murder her. She told police that confessing was the only way she knew to free herself from the hauntings. Now, the young girl's name wasn't made publicly known, but she was referred to as Ah Fong, and she had just turned 14, meaning she was just 13 years old at the time of the murder. Police followed Ah Fong back to the apartment that she shared with her boyfriend. Yes, you did hear that right. Her, quote, boyfriend was actually a 34-year-old man named Chan Manlock. But we'll get more into that in just a minute. At the apartment, police find a human skull sewed inside a Hello Kitty mermaid doll. They also found a single tooth that they were able to match to the skull, and on a canopy of the store below the apartment window they found a bag of partially decomposed internal organs. Now, I say they were on the canopy. I found more sources that reported they were found outside than I did sources that said they were found in the refrigerator. But I did find both. There's a lot of conflicting information that I've gotten while researching this case. And I'll bring it up again later when I get to another part that I'm not 100% sure about. But it's most likely because, one, it did happen in China, most of the articles would need to be translated, and two, it happened in 1999, which, unfortunately, we don't like to admit it, but that was 20 years ago at this point, 22 years ago even. So that makes finding accurate information a little harder. So if I come across something I found discrepancy in, I'll let you know, and the truth is probably one, the other, somewhere in between. The remains police found belonged to 23-year-old Fan Man Yi. Fan Man Yi had been raised in a girl's home after she was abandoned by her family. By the time she was a teenager, she had already developed a drug addiction and had begun prostituting herself out to pay for them. In 1996, she got married and had a son, but eventually her husband, who was also a drug addict, became abusive and the marriage kind of fell apart. They didn't divorce, that I could tell, but it was not a happy marriage. Throughout this time that she was a prostitute and a drug user, Fan became involved with some members of the Triad, which is an organized crime syndicate located in Hong Kong. Basically the Chinese Mafia. And this is how she came to know 34-year-old Chan Manlock, a drug lord and a pimp. 
Now, sometime in 1997, Fan had allegedly stolen Chan's wallet, which contained about $4,000 Chinese dollars, which is about 500 U.S. dollars in the 90s at least. As soon as Chan realized that the money was gone, he demanded it back with $10,000 in interest. And while Fan Manyi did pay back the original $4,000, she didn't have the remaining $10,000 to give him. Which, you know, logically, if she's stealing this money, she probably doesn't have any other money. But, you know, this guy doesn't care. He's he's a crime lord. He's He's scum. He's just... You'll see. Fan had begun working as a hostess in a nightclub by this point, and I've read, it's another one of those conflicting informations that I found about Fan Manny's life before the kidnapping. Some sources say that she was working in a brothel, and that's where she met and stole Chance Wallet. Others said that the two met at the nightclub she was working at. There was a couple of other theories as well, or some didn't even give the information out. So I can't tell you with any certainty how they met or the circumstances surrounding the stolen wallet. Was it at the club? Was it at a brothel after an interaction between the two? I'm not sure, but she did in fact take his wallet and she did pay back what she took, but she was unable to pay back the interest he demanded. Additionally, Fan stole the wallet in 1997, but wasn't kidnapped until 1999. Again, conflicting stories, but I would say the two most likely scenarios are either she was trying to work up paying it back, you know, saving her money and trying to pay it back little at a time, or they simply hadn't been able to track her down since she stole the wallet. Either way, there was a two-year span between the wallet being stolen and Fan's kidnapping in 1999. On March 17th, Chan ordered two of his accomplices, 27-year-old Lung Xing Cho and 21-year-old Lung Wailun, to kidnap Fan Manyi. The plan was to bring her on as a prostitute so that Chan could pimp her out to maybe make back the money she allegedly owed him. But once they got her back to the apartment, things took a much darker turn. Fan Man Yi was held in Chan's apartment for a full month. During this time, she was tortured and beaten. Just a warning, guys. The following information is very graphic. I'm going to talk about the torture and what happened after the murder. So it's just be aware of that. Fan Man Yi was subject to some of the most vicious torture I have ever read about. And I've read a lot of true crime. Ah Fong, which was Chan's 13-year-old, quote, girlfriend, who was actually more likely one of his prostitutes, and he was her pimp, recounted the torture that she witnessed and even participated in. Fan was beaten constantly. They would melt plastic straws onto the soles of her feet. And when they grew bored of that, they began holding the flame directly to her feet instead. They would rub chili oil in her wounds and in her eyes. Fan was frequently hung by her wrists using cables and a hook in the ceiling 
and the men would hang her there while they beat her with metal bars and water pipes and just any kind of objects they could find to beat her with. They would also frequently leave her hanging there overnight or while they would go play video games. When Fan would pass out from the pain, they would just go do something else until she woke up. Ah Fong remembers Chan kicking her in the head over 50 times and Ah Fong actually joined in on the on the kicking and the beating. Fan Man Yi was also denied food and water and she was forced to consume urine and feces and she was beaten when she did not comply. As I said, Ah Fong participated in the torture and when asked about it, you know, why why did you do this? Why did anyone do this? She told the authorities, quote, I had a feeling it was for fun. And I just want to make a quick note that while Ah Fong participated in this torture and the beating, she was 13 years old. She was a child. She was a child who had been mixed up in a gang and she had a pimp and she she didn't know what she was doing. I mean, she probably knew. She probably knew it was wrong. But, I mean, when you're raised in that environment, when you when you just have these people around you, you can't blame her. I, I just don't think you can put blame on this 13-year-old child who is living in this situation. So, she was clearly groomed. She was, you know, taken into this prostitution thing at such a young age that she just she didn't stand a chance and that is almost as heartbreaking as Fan Man Yi's story honestly so I just wanted to make that note of you know even though I said she participated I in no way blame Ah Fong for this murder I don't view her as a willing participant necessarily. And the fact that she was having these nightmares and she knew what she did was wrong and she did go to the police tells me that she wasn't a bad person. One day the men came back to their apartment to find that Fan Man Yi had died and they quickly devised a plot to hide the body. The three men put Fan's body in their bathtub and dismembered her with a saw. They then proceeded to boil the body parts to try and hide the smell. They allegedly cooked food on the burner right next to the pot that had Fan's head in it and even used the same spoon or chopsticks to stir both their noodles and the pot that they were using to boil Fan's head. 13-year-old Ah Fong was forced to help with the boiling and when she protested, she's like, you know, I, I'm afraid. I'm terrified. I don't want to do this. They told her, just pretend you're watching TV. Don't don't worry about it. Just don't look at it. Just go pretend you're watching TV. After cleaning the skull, it was sewn into the Hello Kitty doll in the apartment, which had Hello Kitty stuff kind of all over the place. It was also a pretty disgusting apartment. Don't picture some cutesy little Hello Kitty place. It was, you know, run down and, and pretty gross looking. But most of the other parts of the body were disposed of. They were put in bags and taken out in with the trash. Except for the things I mentioned earlier. The skull, which was in the doll. 
the tooth and the internal organs that the police found in the home. Now, because police did not have a full body to autopsy, they couldn't determine a cause of death. And while logically, she most likely died from the prolonged torture and just eventually succumbed to her injuries, her killers went on to claim that she died from an overdose of methamphetamines that she had given to herself. You know, because they were torturing her and holding her captive, but also letting her do their drugs for free, right? Right. But that's the argument that they made, and because police couldn't prove how she died, they didn't have a body to autopsy, the three men were only charged with manslaughter as opposed to murder. However, They were sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 20 years. And Afong was granted immunity in return for her testimony. Senior Inspector Alvin Chung said Fan's killing was the most gruesome case he had ever seen. Quote, In my 21 years in the police force, I have never seen such a cruel case. Thanks for listening. Like us on Facebook at True Crimes and Weird Times Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at True Crimes Weird Times. Email us your stories at truecrimesweirdtimes at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Bye.